0: Listen Lakeland, the show that keeps you up to date on all the things that make our city a great place to live, work, and play. Today's host is a graduate of the University of South Florida's Dance Program and the Executive Director of the Florida Dance Theater. He leads a dynamic team of passionate artists working to diversify the way dance impacts our communities. He's on the board of Lakeland Vision, Harrison School for the Performing Arts, and the Mayor's Council on the Arts. Please welcome your host, Jermaine Thornton. Welcome to the good life. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Jermaine Thornton, and it's great to be hosting this month's episode of Listen Lakeland. This show is an extension of Lakeland Vision. For over two decades, Lakeland Vision has been a voice for the citizens of Lakeland, working with community stakeholders to create a bright future for our city. Today on Listen Lakeland, we will be talking about the state of arts and STEM initiatives in our city. We're fortunate to have Stéphane Delbassion, Artistic Director of the Florida Dance Theater, along with two of Florida Polytechnic University's bright up-and-coming engineers, Matt Galarakis and Jamie Davis. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks hello, for having hello, us, Jermaine. Jermaine. Hello. So as we get started, I'd like to know a little bit about each of you individually. What drew you to your fields? What was your your connection, your passion to what you do? Stefan, do you want to get started? Sure. Well.
1: Uh, I was born and raised in Manhattan, New York. So being in such an artistic rich community, I was exposed to so many different forms of art and performance almost every day in my life, whether it was just in the subways or if it was actually at a show, you were always going to see something. And I think being able to have so much of that around me really gave me an appreciation for what the arts has to offer. And with New York being the wonderful plethora of resources that it is, I was fortunate enough to go to LaGuardia High School of the Performing Arts, also known as the Fame School. Shout out to class 2008. And growing there, I was just always pushed and encouraged to keep exploring art and how it can really affect us in a positive way as human beings and as communities. So I really was drawn to the, the love that is in the arts, which offers such a safe place to so many people and has created a refuge for so many. And I've been fortunate enough to come across many wonderful, generous people in my life because I've been
0: involved in the arts. That's pretty awesome. What about you, Matt?
2: Uh, From a young age, I've always had an interest in both art and science. And so throughout, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, I pursued both of them, but When it came to college, I kind of had to choose because there's not many art and engineering schools out there. So I ended up going to engineering school, uh, taking nanotechnology as undergrad. And over time, I started looking at the beauty of just, you know, diagrams and textbooks and just how people explain the concepts that are somewhat complicated and how they actually use art in those figures and explanations. And so I started to get interested in that. And over through my uh, graduate studies, I actually did my master's on computational origami, where origami is, you know, paper folding. It's an art and it has applications in technology as well. And so having made that choice, I was able to steer it back into the arts and now I've been pursuing the combination of both since.
3: That's pretty interesting. Jamie, what about you? Yeah, you know, electrical engineering, it is... It is amazing because you have electricity everywhere, especially today. You've got it in your pocket, on your wrist. You've got it in your house. And so when it, it came time to decide, I knew I wanted to go into the electrical engineering side of things. But I always had a an, uh, an really close connection to art. I loved art. I actually got an AA. And love the studies of uh, speech, uh, speaking, as well as just overall, the dance environment, because many of my friends were in the dance environment. So when I had the chance to not only mix this electrical, uh, everything that has (laughs) to do with this, uh, the sensors, the control systems and whatnot, um, I just I had a leap on it. So that that has been a really great thing. That's really cool.
0: So I want to also touch base a little bit on one of the projects that Florida Dance Theater is currently working on. Uh, it's a collaboration between Florida Dance Theater and Florida Polytechnic University's um, Arts Lab. Um, Stefan, you want to talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Uh, this project known as Apex is something that's been in
1: the works for, I think it's been almost two years now, right, guys? Is that about how long we've
2: been working on this?
1: Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. So It started off as just an idea of how can we bridge the gap between these two venues, dance and electrical engineering? How can we bring artistic value to both sides within this marriage? And I think we tossed a bunch of ideas back and forth at first for a while before we really figured out what we wanted to do. And being able to create a whole new media of art with dance and electrical engineering through what Matthew has been offering. And I'll let him talk about that. has been a phenomenal
2: experience. All right, so data is everywhere. And that was sort of the common point between dance and mathematics and electrical engineering is being able to distill everything down and just into its data components and then build them back up into something different. So the idea for the project is that we have dancers that are performing some dance and they have sensors on them, whether it's a heartbeat sensor, muscle sensor, uh, movement actuator, things like that. And we're breaking the data down into its raw components and then building it back up into something else. In the case, different visualizations using really interesting mathematical concepts known as fractals, which are sort of thing you see a couple of equations and it's just like, what are these doing? Like, I don't really understand. But then you see the picture that they generate when you plug the numbers in and put them on a graph and you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) And I've been in love with these things ever since. So when I saw the opportunity, it's like, hey, uh, there's this interesting project with the Florida dance theater that you can apply your fractals to. It's like, yes, 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 yes.
3: (laughs) can't say no. Man, and that is so true. I was able to get into this project right at the very start. So I've been able to see how everything has just changed over the course. I could have never imagined it would have come uh, to what it is now. And so Apex, uh, getting more into the nitty gritty, is really taking what the dancers are and what they're doing and putting that, like Matt said, into data. Stuff such as what is their heartbeat? What is their temperature? Because as we all know, the heartbeat is going to elevate. They're going to get hot. What else? The muscle movement, the muscle movement is going to be much, much higher. And so are you able to take all of these different things and put them together into something that not only can be used maybe in a medical setting, but can also be used in real time to show the audience more of how the dancers are feeling, and how they're moving. And these uh, just little little things that might be passed by, put onto this big stage as a visual. It's really exciting things. I
0: I do remember that there was a uh, dance company out in Europe and they were exploring some initiatives like this. And they even attached um, sensors and electrodes to a dancer as well as a grand piano. And as the dancer, you know, moved at different speeds and intensities, the piano would actually go up and down the scale to, to replicate the, that whatever intensity the dancer is moving at. And I thought that was really, really interesting. The music moved
1: to him as opposed
0: to the other way around. Right. And so that for me, that's another thing that I would love to, you know, get, uh, people in Lakeland to, to realize that there's so much more to the arts than just education and entertainment. There are other areas that we can dive into, you know, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. So with that being said, I wanted to ask you all how, what do you feel, uh, the arts has, how do you feel the arts has changed in the last five years or even in the last two years?
2: I follow some of the, the art scene and specifically computer graphics. And in the past year or two, there have been like this oversurgence of a thing called NFTs, non fungible tokens, Mm -hmm. which has kind of put a different spin on doing computer graphics and just work on the computer in general, where it's not only just embracing what can the computer do to create these things or like these images. It's what different technologies does computer science and engineering provide to add to the whole artistic experience and how these things are traded and sold which is something that we haven't seen since just handing a physical object because a problem with uh digital objects is they can just be reproduced and i can just give you a copy of a thing and it could be free like there's basically no way of stopping that but uh with nfts there's like a there's a contract involved that says like this person owns a token to this thing it's somewhat complicated but uh Long story short, it's gotten a lot more people interested in the arts for different reasons and more technologically advanced, uh, like computer science people are seeing the applications of these things.
0: Do you see uh, Lakeland residents embracing or or abstaining from arts and STEM initiatives? Stefan, what do you think?
1: I actually think there's been a huge embrace in Lakeland, especially, I think this project is a huge testament to that, to be honest. Um, And if you really take a moment to stop and look at the city and how it's been developing, especially as of late, if you just look at all the new architecture, there's so many artistic points of view with that in itself. And I think also, if you look at most of the local artists and creators in Lakeland, you're seeing a lot more collaborations. And I think it's a great thing because I believe the arts was slowly realizing that it will die out if it stays as separated as it has for so long. And without figuring out new methods to create relevancy and positive contributions to the community, how can we change that? How can we adapt that? And you have what we're doing right now. We have the movement of our dancers being hooked up to the tech created by Matt and Jamie And then that is then being created to a visual art based on Matt's designs. So there's so many layers of tech and art just within this one project alone. And I think it's just the start of what many other
3: artists and creators will be doing. Any thoughts, Jamie? Yeah, for sure. So, and that's the thing is you guys had this, this idea, you didn't know what to do beyond that. You know, you had a problem. (laughs) You had this problem and engineers were very good at solving problems. We do it for years just to get through school. <laughs> now we just don't have any problems in this real world. We've we've got some and but mainly they're brought to us. So the fact that you came to us, and that's what I feel should happen, is we have these arts people, we have these ideas, and people have these problems. If they come to us, if they come to Florida Poly, if they come to other engineering schools. We love to have them. We want to see these problems so that we can find solutions and help you guys out, especially the community.
2: Yeah, Matt. And even with the embrace of art and STEM in downtown Lakeland, we see murals on the walls of buildings. And one that I specifically want to pick out is there is a mural of Richard Feynman, which is one of the greatest physicists of the 20th century. And he's just on a mural on a building in downtown Lakeland. Which The first time I saw that, it's like, wow, just the like not only is the artistic expression of the painting really interesting, but it's of a physicist. Who does that? Like, <laughs> that was just like, was this made for me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> for sure. That's the one where he's wearing like his own equation on a t-shirt, right? Yeah, yeah and he has the, uh, really the Feynman
2: great. diagrams behind him, uh-huh. just nerded out at that a little.
0: <laughs> you know, they say the art speaks, so yeah. there you go. So I had a really interesting question. So what role do you believe the COVID pandemic has played? in either the declining or advancement in arts or STEM
2: initiatives? I, I think it's been somewhat twofold. Art has somewhat become less social because people couldn't meet up at art galleries or go to shows or mm-hmm. things like that. But during the pandemic, people all, like some people also had a lot more time off or just free times in their house, houses not having much to do. So in terms of just a hobbyist perspective of people taking up you know, clay sculpture or painting or digital image work, Uh, we've definitely seen a rise of that. And I'm on Twitter all the time. I've been seeing an explosion of that. Mm -hmm. So from a hobbyist perspective, just pumping new energy back into the arts has been incredible to see. What do you think, Stefan? I think there's been, obviously,
1: you know, it was a, it's been a terrible thing for artists and theaters and creators to have to deal with. But on the offhand it's forced us all to evolve and explore new levels and methods to our crafts so i will say as a creator i've learned a lot about alternative methods than what i always thought were just the conventional means to create dance and it must be on stage and throughout everything that Florida dance theater has created during the pandemic, as far as, you know, we've done two dance films. We're working on our third right now being this apex project and never have I ever thought I would do dance with green screen and this, you know, brand new technology that was invented for our dancers. None of that would have ever been in existence without us having to force ourselves to find new methods. So, it has been a really tough battle, but I feel the growth we've gained has been exponential.
3: Jamie, any thoughts? You know, if you're ever doing market analysis, you know that you're trying to find the next big thing. And I think COVID made us kind of look at this project from a different perspective. Cause we started in, I would wanna say early 2019. And yeah. so mm-hmm. we had no clue that this was happening. <laughs> so I think, the stars just aligned with this, and having everything go remote and being able to easily adapt, and also have this project right at the right time—I think that was just perfect.
0: You know, I think it's really interesting, Stefan. You were talking about um, as artists that we are—we were stretched out of our comfort zone. Basically, um, we do. One of my professors said, "Your, your tired nightclub routine." You know, know, you're doing the same thing over and over again. And it's just like, okay, you know, where it's the way that you get olive, olive oil, rather, you have to squeeze the olive, it has to be pressed, it has to be crushed for you to get the, you know, the Mm -hmm. next level of usage out of it. And I feel as though COVID, you know, although it, it brought a lot of, you know, heartache, a lot of sadness, a lot of things that, you know, was really devastating for a lot of people. It also brought a lot of people to another level of realization that we, number one, are stronger than we think we are. Number two, we have a lot more resources than we think we do. We are way more creative than we realize. And it, it takes, sometimes it takes, you know, we have to take a step back and really see where we are you know i always say this to our students celebrate where you are and work to where you want to be you can't look at what other people has around them look at what you have Hmm. and don't look at what you don't have use what you have you have everything you need to be successful and i feel like covid was a true testament to that for a lot of us Hmm. you know um it's it's just been really interesting with the way that this project has developed. Jamie, you're right, we, we started talking about this project in February of 2019. And, you know, it's been developing slowly, but surely, and then COVID happened. And then we're all just, you know, scrambling to find our footing, find our ground. And how can we then, you know, reinvigorate not just ourselves, because you know, at this, at the onset of COVID, we're just like, how can we, how can we, you know, still get the message across, still push the mission forward? What's the best way to do it? And slowly but surely, it developed. It developed out of us being of one mind Mm -hmm. and in one accord, sharing one vision and one passion, which is to truly impact the community with STEM and arts initiatives. So I know we talked a little bit about um, how this project would impact the community, How has this project impacted you personally from the time that we
2: started up until now?
0: Matt, you want to go ahead with that one?
2: Right. So I've definitely just had to get better at what I was already doing in that I was making short 10-second animations of different mathematical concepts. I would spend a couple days on it, maybe a couple hours rendering. But now when it comes to we have a dance that lasts three, four minutes, that's no longer just a... I can whip up a single equation and then let the computer run. I have to take like 60 samples per second of many different dancers' data, combine that all into an animation that has to run at 4K, 60 frames, or 30 frames per second. Um, so the methods that I was using, is just like, okay, I'll just hit this button, and then, you know, four years later, we'll have our animation. <laughs> so I had... I, I, I had to really understand what I was doing, why it worked and just get better from a computer science perspective. And so I've gone from making animations in Python, basically just rendering each image as its own image and trying to stitch it into an animation uh, to working with actual GPU animations. And I actually had to buy a better graphics card because at that point that's what was holding me back. And so I've just been pushing my techniques further and further, and also coming up with new different fractal designs, different mathematical uh, equations that look nice and can relay what the dancers are doing. So I've just had to double down and double down and double down on how I actually create these things to make them good enough for this project. Wow. Jamie, what about you?
3: You know, I live by this thing of say yes and then figure out how to do it later. I'm sorry to say, guys, but I had no clue what I was getting into. I was only a sophomore. I was a sophomore. I had learned a lot about art. I had learned about how to write. But I will be honest with you, throughout these two years, it's a whole new me. I've taken courses. I've learned so much. And the reason I've had to learn so much is because I had to actually apply it. And it's one thing to know an equation, but it's the next thing to actually apply it and realize that there's these practical things that you might not think about on paper that become a huge reality and a huge issue for you when you are actually putting it on a stage. You know, one of the things, just kind of reminiscing, that I found when we were actually putting these sensors on and you could see me, I can see me, just scrambling around, grabbing all these things, grabbing the solder iron, (laughs) melting this metal to this, you know, doing all this crazy work right on that day, because who knew that dancers could just have so much force? You guys were breaking everything. (laughs) And and so, you know, when you, you would think that I would have thought of that, but you know, sometimes we just, we just miss the obvious things. And that is something that you just fail fast. You learn quickly from, and we were able to just kick butt at that. Loved it. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. Stefan, what about you?
3: i i gained so much
1: out of this project to be honest i feel like it's really changed me and and challenged me to evolve as a creator and just also as just an intellectual i feel like every time i've spent any day with matt and jamie i'm more educated i feel like i learned something every single time that i encounter you guys and it's Everything I learned sticks with me, and it's really been a fascinating process. I look at dance very differently now, um, especially since because of the data and the sensors, I've seen dance written in numbers now. I've seen movement and what it's actually broken down to. So when you see it on, on that mathematical level, I, I almost see that through my naked eye now when I'm looking at dance in the studio. So that's been a really, really fascinating change as well as being able to create, not just for your typical concert auditorium, but for a camera and for green screen, it's just been really um, fascinating to think of many different alternatives and views and directions that all of this can be done because I still have no clue what's gonna be. projected onto these dancers. Once we do the final editing process, I'm really, really excited. I've seen a couple little things that, um, Justin has sent me our cinematographer and I'm really, really excited to see what this is going to be because this
0: has been an evolving process for me, for sure. Tremendous shout out to Justin Phillips of real media moments. He has been a tremendous asset in this project uh, from the beginning when we had to shift, uh, especially with COVID. And so Justin's behind the scenes, hustling and bustling and doing his magic. Um, Thank you, my man. Really yeah. great guy, <laughs> Doing some awesome work, some really awesome work. So with all these things that we're doing, this Apex project that we've been working on, we're hoping to release a live uh, pr- production, a performance, live evening concert. Uh, in, in uh, spring of 2022. So that's something that a lot. Woo-hoo. Yeah, you know, it's two and a half, three, three years in the making, you know, it's going to be a real satisfying thing to see that we're able to open the doors to uh, Florida Southern College's Brands Auditorium and let the public in to see what we've been working on, you know, the past three years, basically, and how, you know, and to get the response to get the feedback on the impact that this labor of love has made in this community you won't want to miss it definitely Mm. don't don't miss out Mm. stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) so does anybody have any closing remarks
3: anything you'd you know you'd like to share you know it's interesting i never thought working on planes would have any impact on this but ever since i started working at my internship i realized how many components in an airplane were also used on your dancers. Hmm. Let me explain. Wow. We, we have this internal navigation unit and we have to know where the plane's going. And who knew that, you know, I would stick that same thing on your dancers as one of them jumps up, and flies through the air, next one's running around. And, you know, it, it was just so interesting to see the same exact equipment just being stuck in all sorts of different facets of our lives. Wow. Hmm. It's really interesting. To 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 wrap
0: all this up in a really awesome bow, since we're getting close to the holidays, you know, we have to start talking about gifts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come right what around the corner. You got, you what think. you got? What you got? How 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 unique is all of this to the city of Lakeland? Like, why why do all of this? What do you think this is going to do for Lakeland?
3: Jamie. We always look at I 4, we're right between Tampa and Orlando. This is the high tech corridor. So it is just another reason that Lakeland is growing and it's really turning into its own Silicon Valley. We have this huge STEM school. We have this new kind of art that's incorporating the STEM into it. We've got STEAM now, we've got the arts and STEM, right? And so I just see this being just another badge to this pin on Lakeland. It's been amazing.
0: Stephon? Yeah,
1: I mean, this project is not just unique to Lakeland. I think this project is unique in general. I think it's something different and new, and I think its uniqueness is what speaks to what makes makes Lakeland so special, is that there are wonderful creators right here, beautiful, beautiful minds that we have at our disposal who can – Imagine and then make real. Mm. And I think that's fantastic. That's a great way of putting it.
0: Matt.
2: I was an inaugural student at Florida Poly. I was there the first year it opened. And so I have had the beautiful experience of seeing every year the school evolving and taking on more responsibility, more risk and more different opportunities. And seeing it evolve and taking all of these right turns to be able to create something like this project is just something that only a new school could do. And being like seeing Florida Poly take advantage of what Lakeland already had to offer and do so, so much more has just been a really exciting experience that I can't see to or can't wait to see where it goes.
3: And like Matt was saying, we are not stuck in tradition. And so another tradition, another thing I always see people getting is you're saying, oh, I'm more of the artsy kind. Or I like writing. I don't like math. I think being able to be just well rounded in every single subject is just key. And with this kind of bridging that gap between arts and STEM, maybe we can just have a few people who say, oh, I'm not the mathy kind. Maybe just second guess and say, maybe I am interested in this. And for the STEM guys, if you're like, oh, you know, I, Maybe dancing's not my thing. (laughs) Maybe we can (laughs) see if there's something there from them. And if we can just get a few people, a few kids at the public schools, whatever it might be, I think that is a big win for us. Definitely. Stefan, what do you
0: think?
1: I think Jamie's absolutely right. Um, The only reason why I was so fortunate enough to get into the arts is because I was able to be exposed to it. So I think so many children miss out on many opportunities because it's, there are so many things out there that they just don't even know is a possibility for their life, that they will never have the access to know whether they might be able to do something or even be into something that they wouldn't normally think. So I think the most important thing is to figure out methods in which we can bring every resource possible to our children to be able to choose from and experiment in
0: many different areas of life. You know, that's a great point, Stefan, just being able to take the arts and STEM passions that a lot of people have in the community and diversifying the way that we're reaching them, it's key. You know, it really, it provides a way of engaging. Thank you for tuning in to Listen Lakeland. Your feedback is valued and we encourage you to head over to www.LakelandVision.org to participate in our monthly survey related to today's show topic. Said, Welcome to the good life. Listen Lakeland is brought to you as a collaborative project between Lakeland Vision, the city of Lakeland and Hall Communications. Truly a community working together to keep you informed on the many things that make Lakeland such an amazing city.